Welcome to God Life Broadcast with Pastor Michael Ofori, the founder and head pastor of God Life Central Church, a rapidly growing church in Kumasi, Ghana. Pastor Michael carries a unique teaching ministry characterized by the demonstration of the Spirit and power. Now, let us join him. We honor you, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we worship and adore you. We glorify you tonight, Lord. There is none like you. There is none holy as you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your kindness. Tonight, speak to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Acts chapter 1. Verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the outermost part of the earth. These were the last words of Jesus before he ascended to heaven. He told his disciples that they shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon them and they shall be his witnesses. They will tell people about him both with their lives and with their words. That men will receive power from on high, from the Holy Ghost. And that they will begin to witness about him. Tell men, tell the whole world about Jesus. He said, beginning from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and unto all the uttermost part of the earth. Meaning everywhere. Before Jesus returns, the gospel will be preached everywhere, in every country of the world, in every corner, every street. And that work is going to be engineered by the Holy Ghost. Because he is going to supply the power for the work. When we come to the presence of the Lord, God seeks to change us, transform our lives with the Holy Spirit to make us new, to change us with the Spirit, with His Word. And then God wants to send us. He wants to use us in the world. Every ministry that is in the world has a mandate to reach people. The Bible says that. He said, you shall receive power the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And then you shall be my witnesses. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And surely there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. 
and he sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them a chance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation and under heaven. And the line is out of where? Every nation under heaven. There was a feast in Jerusalem. And the Bible says that people from all over the world had gathered in Jerusalem. You see, that day was the introduction of the Holy Ghost to the world. And that very day, God wanted all men, all people, all languages to hear that he has come in the form of his spirit to do something new in man. What am I preaching to you tonight? I want to talk to you about the new wine. Hallelujah. That's the Holy Spirit. Said verse 8. Said, and how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Patience and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and, the, and Judea and Cappadocia in Pontus and Asia Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Greeks and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. That day, Satan to shake. You see, the most remarkable thing that God did for man is when he now allowed his spirit to come and dwell in man. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Let me tell you something. Christians, children of God, are so powerful. We are so great. In other words, we are, we are children of God. God is powerful. God, is, today I was, I was sitting in a car, and then a certain word, it, it just came to my mind. It came to my mind. God is great. God is great. It kept on repeating in my mind. God, the God we serve, He is a great God. And what God did on that day. Is that he allowed his spirit to come upon men and into men. The Holy Spirit comes in three different ways. He comes to be with us. Right? And then he comes to be on us. And then the big thing is that he comes to dwell in us. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 16. Say, know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Hallelujah. Know ye not that you are, tell somebody you are, the temple of God and the Spirit of God 
dwells in you. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. He said the Holy Spirit is the Lord. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. He said the Lord is that spirit. So when the Holy Spirit came into us, the Lord, the Master, Jesus himself, God himself, came to live inside of us. Brothers and sisters, we are not ordinary. Tell somebody, I am not ordinary. I am not normal. You are super normal. Tell somebody, I am super normal. If there is any word like that, somebody said, you are a superman. He said that, look, the Lord is that spirit. And he said, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In other words, when the Holy Spirit comes inside you, you are free from sickness. You are free from disease. You are free from demonic attacks. Satan has no control. Now you dwell in the liberty of God. Sin has no control. He said, you shall be my witnesses. In other words, that's why I said, witnesses not only in words, but what? In deeds, in your life. People will see this woman, this lady, this girl, her life is different. Because you have received another spirit. You have drunk a different wine. So every Christian, one thing that you must seek so much is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The first thing, you must be baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of what? Of speaking in tongues. That is when you begin to declare the greatness of God, the power of God. You begin to talk about the wonderful works of God. It is not only a, a, a prayer. It also talks about God's wonder. Demons, evil spirits, men. They, when you speak in tongues, you are trying to tell God he is great. Wow. Now, spirit is the Lord. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You are free. Tell somebody I'm free. I'm free from every entanglement. When you begin to pray in tongues, do you know what you are doing? When you begin to pray in tongues, you are stirring up the spirit of God inside you. You see, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. When you speak in tongues, there is a communication. God is inside you. Now you begin to talk. If there is any problem in your life, as you speak in tongues, that problem is disappearing. See, that is why Satan wants to stop us from praying in tongues. I say, yes, that's it. When others heard them speak in tongues, they began to mock them. He said, these people are full of new wine. Satan wants to make it look funny. It's in Acts chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others mocking and said, these men are full of new wine. When you begin to speak in tongues, let me tell you something. One thing that makes a Christian free from every attack of the devil 
is when you begin to pray in tongues. Not when we are come to church. When you are in your room, when you wake up at dawn, in the night. See, it's every day that you have prayer topics. Oh, sometimes you don't know what's ahead. Then you begin to pray in tongues. You begin to charge yourself. You begin to pray. See, he said, at this, when he started speaking in tongues, others were mocking them. From that time up to today, every time tongues speaking is being preached and being talked about, Satan, he said, others also doubting. Is that not it? What people normally say and think about tongue speaking. Now, Mom said, and they were amazed and were in doubt. First thing is that they would doubt it. It's, a, it's not from God. What looks foolish to men, which is from God, is higher than the wisdom of men. In our spiritual walk, if you are going to survive as a Christian, one thing is, especially young people, Jesus said, you shall receive power. Your power as a Christian comes from the Holy Ghost. Devil and people want to make it seem unimportant, unattractive, but that is the power of God. I'm just going to give you two stories from the Bible. Acts chapter 10, from verse 1. Yeah. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian Regiment, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people. And prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day. An angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Your prayers and your arms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter, Simon Peter. Uh He lodged with one Simon, a shoemaker, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell you what you ought to do. And when the angel which spoke unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his households, servant, and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew near unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet, net at the four corners and let down to the earth. Wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spoke unto him again in second time, What God had cleansed, that call not thou unclean or come on. Uh-huh. This was done thrice and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now when Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gates and called and asked whether Simon which was surnamed Peter is living with them. While Peter thought on the vision, the spirit said unto him, behold Three men seek thee. Arise therefore and get 
thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Listen, there was a man, the name of this man is Cornelius. Bible said that. Cornelius prayed, he gave alms, and he feared God with all his house. But the interesting thing is that the man was not saved. In other words, he didn't know the Lord Jesus. And that if Cornelius should die, he would go to hell. But because of his arms giving and his prayers, and that he even feared God, God decided to save him. So God sent an angel to him. And when the angel came, he told him that he should look for one man called Peter. Angels don't preach the gospel. In the Bible, there is no way an angel was sent to preach up the gospel. The only time an angel said something similar was when Gabriel came to Mary to announce the birth of Jesus. But apart from that, angels don't lead people to Christ. It is, it is given to men to do it. That's why we have pastors, evangelists, apostles, deacons, and church members. Human beings, we have to do it. So, Peter was there in somebody's house, a shoemaker's house. He was resting and waiting for his food. And then God showed him a vision. In the vision, he saw four-footed animals and said, kill and eat. And Peter said, look, me, I'm a Jew. He was doubting in himself. It was strange to Peter. And then just when he finished, he had a just when the vision ended, the Spirit of God told him that, look, some people are looking for you. When they come, follow them. Because I have an assignment for you. When they came, lo and behold, they were not Jews. And you see, Jews are not supposed to relate with other people. So when the gospel was being preached, they were preaching only in Jerusalem and to Jews. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So when, when this happened, God was trying to extend the gospel to the Gentiles. Because Jesus only preached priest to Jews. You know that. He didn't go out of Israel. He said he was sent to the lordship of Israel. So now, God wanted to carry the thing overboard. And he had to show Peter a vision that look, the people you call Jewish Jews, they see us as Gentiles. We are cut off from God. From God's family. Jews are God's family. He said, Jesus said, salvation belongs to the Jews. So now God was sending that message to us, to the, to the Gentiles. And he needed to do, and how was he going to send it? The same chapter, verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation he that fear him and, and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel. Now, Peter has begun to preach the gospel. He said, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel. Preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word I see, you know, what was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And we were witnesses of this, of all these, of all things 
which he did both in the land of Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and shown him openly. Hallelujah. He is the savior of the world. Not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and of the dead. He said, Jesus, God has ordained him to be the judge of the living and the dead. Without Jesus, we are lost. To him give all the prophet witness that through his name, whosoever believes in him shall receive remission of saints. This is what we call the gospel. He said, when you come to believe, and the whole world must hear this thing. That you, receive, you must know that Jesus is the judge of what? The living and the dead. And through his name, he said, to him give all the prophets with us. Moses talked about Jesus. Elijah talked about Jesus. Elisha talked about Jesus. Jeremiah, Isaiah, Obadiah, Amos, all of them, they talked about Jesus. He said, whosoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins. You see, your sins would be taken. John said, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. While Peter yet spoke this word, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were surprised as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also were poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. The heavens opened and God poured the Spirit upon everybody that was there. So the Jews who thought that they alone are the custodian of the gospel and salvation and that the Holy Spirit is just for them alone. God proved them wrong. He said they were surprised. He said Cornelius, a, a Gentile, also received the Holy Ghost. Started speaking in, in tongues. His ho- household. Let's go to the next verse. Because also was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit. The next verse. He said what? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. He said when the Holy Spirit came upon them, when the power of God hit them. They started speaking in tongues. And what? Magnifying God. Magnifica. They started making God big. When we speak in the Holy Spirit, we make God big. When you speak in tongues, you make God. And when God becomes big in your life, the Bible says, let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Satan is scattered in your life. Let me tell you, you are looking for a job. Pray in tongues. You are looking for a husband. Pray in tongues. You want to hear God's voice. Pray in tongues. You want your life changed. Pray in tongues. You are sick. Pray in tongues. You, don't, you, you are confused. You need guidance. Pray in tongues. Whatever you need. As you pray in tongues. You begin to make God beg. And then when God comes in. Problems are solved. is when you pray in tongues. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. Look at the scripture. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh 
not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. He said, You are speaking unto God. That's why I said, Whatever problem you are facing, pray in the Holy Spirit. Speak in tongues. He said, Speak it. He said, For no man understands him. You may not understand it. You see, to understand, there's, there's a gift called interpretation of tongues. Interpretation of tongues means that I can speak in tongues and just have an idea of what I said. It's not translation of tongues. There's, it's interpretation of tongues. Translation, you don't say, Rabba They say, you are going to school. Mama Mayalaba. No. I can speak in tongues for two hours. And maybe the only the only word God will give, give to me is peace. That all that you spoke is about peace. And he said it is a gift. It's part of the gift. God can give you that gift. He gives it. There are times I can understand my tongues. So Satan wants to stop you from enjoying this new wine. Ephesians chapter 5. It talks about verse 18. He said, you shouldn't be drunk with wine wherein in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. He compared the Holy Spirit. It's like when a man is drunk, you lose control. When you pray in tongues, you see, the thing is, you lose control of your humanness, and now the Spirit of God takes over. You see, sometimes the challenges of life, the problems in life, any or how you can only solve. Let me tell you something. There is no problem that you cannot solve when you when you pray in tongues. Decide that you pray in tongues one hour every day. I'm telling you, you solve every problem. You know everything. You'll be, you'll be a prophet to yourself before any bad thing happens. Look, I'm telling you, me, when I speak in tongues, this, this is what I do right from school. When I speak in tongues, maybe I wake up at dawn four and i speak in tongues at six o'clock and i go back to sleep the moment i sleep i start seeing visions i can see what will happen throughout the day and it's it's so it, it comes like as a major tv it's like i'm watching a television when i speak in tongues for two hours and i i hit my bed presently i spoke in tongues when i went to sleep when i went to sleep i saw jesus at the back of jesus he was going and he said i should follow him and i said look it's I'm, it's difficult i'm struggling he said Let's go. Still follow. Let's say, huh? And just when I was following, you know, when I turned, there was another person following me. I don't tell the person. The another person was saying, so, so, so he just said, as you follow, they will follow. But I, it, the vision came immediately as finished speaking in tongues and I went to, I hate my, there is no condition. Let me tell you, you are happy, pray in tongues. You are sad, pray in tongues. Look, it will change. You, you know, this is the pastor, I mean, to be mumpire, start with tongues, pray in tongues. You pray in tongues, look, when you begin to stir up the Holy Ghost in yourself, let me tell you something. How many of us want to be very wise? You want to be a wise person. When you speak in tongues, your mind becomes sharp. Your mind, in, in, I tell you, every help that you need is inside you. Because God is in you. He said, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. He said, how be it? No man understands. It affects every part of your body. He builds himself. Pray in tongues. Just pray in. It's, it's in praying in tongues God speaks to me. 
As you are praying in tongues, a thought comes. That's the Holy Spirit talk, talking to you. You are having challenges in school. You will be successful. I see you becoming successful. Whatever you do, you will be number one. God, Bible says, God gives Solomon largeness of heart. May God bless you. You see, Bible says, and, and Jesus, he increased in wisdom and in stature. And he had favor with God and favor with men. I, somebody is becoming strong. Stand to your feet. The message you just heard was produced by Global Impact Media of the God Life Center Church International. For more information, contact 0249-520713. You can also visit us this and every Sunday at Christ City, God Life Center Church International. Situated at Stokoban and Payo off Awondo Daban Road, Kumasi. If you want to give your life to Christ, you can do so by praying this prayer after me. Say, Father, I come to you this day. I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me and you rose again. Be the Lord and Master of my life. Wash me in your blood and forgive me of all my sins. I am now a child of God, born again and sanctified by the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Amen.